0: Hello and welcome to Finding Your North Star, the HGKC podcast series where we talk to business people about their experiences and challenges of building successful businesses. I'm Kim Jones and I am delighted to welcome today Brent Oldfield, Head of Operations and a co-founder of Voltric. In our conversation today, Brent will be sharing his learning from his startup's early stages, and against the backdrop of the pandemic and how he sees a very positive future for Voltric. Welcome Brent. We were introduced by a colleague at HGKC, James Short. I think you met at a virtual networking event, but I'm sure you've met him at other events too. And I have a huge interest in disruptive technology and innovation. So he suggested we share our conversation in a podcast so other people can benefit from it too. Some of the key attributes of entrepreneurial people are their curiosity, determination and their ability to focus on the customer, you know, anticipating that unmet need and even creating them. Sounds familiar? Just like you. Well, that would be a great starting point. So tell us a bit about yourself and where this journey started for you right from the beginning.
1: Well, no, thank you, Kim. That's a lovely introduction. Well, for me. I started back when I was about 16, so only four years ago now. um, Back from Guernsey in the Channel Islands originally. And I finally made the move to Bristol. And just around then, I actually had nothing to do with business, nothing to do with business in my life at all. I started with a tennis career when I was 15. I actually ended up playing the Youth Commonwealth Games. Yeah, winning a gold medal out in Samoa um, with my brother. And that was actually the last ever game I played. And I thought, it's not really something I'm interested in, something that's grabbing my attention. And like you said before, determination, curiosity, I wanted something to kind of feed that need. And this is where basically business came in. So I went to University of West of England and I did an entrepreneurship course. My parents have always been entrepreneurs, I've always kind of fed off their determination and trying to find new ideas. So I thought I'll do that. Um, this is when my partner, Julian, so we tricky, came to this idea of let's create an electric vehicle online platform. And I thought, it's a great idea. Let's get on board. So it basically brings me to where I am now, a year later, working through it and kind of completely different from where I was a few years ago, actually.
0: So that's based in Bristol then? Yeah, it is. University. And that's a a great city for this kind of energy and electric vehicles and there's oil hub and a lot of energy and excitement around that here. So set the scene for us a bit more about Voltric and how did that start?
1: So like I said before, we started as an electric vehicle online selling platform, and we thought, oh, let's sell EVs, and with the kind of opportunity of exporting these to different countries, so the likes of Bermuda and stuff, um, and we got all all the way to our first funding round and went to investors, and we had this future idea of, look, there's an EV subscription out there, and this could be where we go to, and every time we went to an investor, they said, look, what's that subscription idea about, and they got always interested in that and nothing to do with what we were selling them. And so we kind of went back to the drawing board and we said, oh, what's that idea about the subscription? They're all interested. So we kind of completely switched our business model and um, went back to that, basically. We had to essentially change the whole idea of what we were doing. And we thought that the customers who are investors as well, they're really interested and said, look, this is a great idea. So we thought, how can we evolve this around them and make it flexible, um, this kind of yeah, where we are? So... The it's at the quite moment. hard
0: isn't it to let go of that original idea and go uh, actually you know we've got to really listen to that that customer strategy that customer demand
1: it's, it's literally our main focus isn't don't focus on what you've got focus on what the problem is focus on the customer because otherwise you do like you say get wrapped up in what you've got and it's your it's your own little baby you don't want to let go of
0: so has that really helped you over the last sort of year or so think a little bit more about that aspect of it
1: Yeah, so that was a massive pivot for us and being able to do that. But just being able to do that now helps later down the line. You'll have a a sales strategy come in and someone will tell you that's not going to work. And if you're so keen on the idea, sometimes it won't work. So just being able to pivot slightly in other areas as well really helps.
0: Uh, That's a great point that you just made there, because these pivotal transformational uh, strategies and drivers of our businesses, thinking about sustainable growth, um, Ernst & Young put out some really uh, interesting approaches recently and they look at three key drivers which are human, technology and innovation. Your business is right in the heart of this, you know, this these conversations we've had before around how you're bringing these together and I, I'd really like to explore that a bit and about your approach as a tech startup and how you're embracing that in your business. So, why don't we start with the human element of that? Because that's kind of right at the
1: core. I, don't know, I remember our conversation about it. I was thinking basically in line straight away with our CSR strategy, so corporate social responsibility. And I thought literally all three were the three points we've got on our strategy. So, let's start with human then. So, it's, we've got three areas under that. So, we've got both the communities, so societies out there. So, look, for us, Bristol Council, the likes of Bristol and the areas by. And we think that our idea is being electric vehicles, sustainable transport. We think that that provides in that area. And the next one is consumers. We try and cut as many costs as we can that are needed and pass those on to consumers. And basically our, I guess, competitor advantage is providing these services with no extra cost. A lot of people do it, but it's, it's going to come at a cost to the customer for doing that. And this is where we try and integrate all our services into one touch point for the customer. And I guess the last one is, like you said, employees and stuff like that. We have a massive focus on entrepreneurship. So not just myself, I love to be an entrepreneur, but those people want to be an entrepreneur, but from the inside of a company. So we have a scheme where if someone comes up with a great idea, we will allow them to pursue it once they've gone through a massive processes and try and see if it's feasible to expand it. We think that's a massive focus to allow our employees to do that.
0: You know, and you're kind of a tight, small team right now, five or so people, and that's going to scale. So those practices are are, are good things to start to put in place now, you know, as you uh, scale the business.
1: it's, It's something you see probably from the likes of we've seen it in Tesla bmw other people like that and you probably think we're a company of a thousand people when you're saying stuff like csr strategies but it's something we've really wanted to dig deep on straight from the the get-go really if you've got it in place it'll really help when you i guess expand and grow
0: yeah yeah and and you work out you know warrior pinch points and you know it's also this part of being this talent rich isn't it you've got to attract the best talent you know that's part of your kind of human approach as well is yeah yeah. and a lot of people look at our
1: team and think they're very young and, and it is true there's a say the oldest of us is probably about 28 29 and you think oh, startup that's great but it's also it's it can come a challenge especially when speaking to the likes of investors or people in financing and stuff like that but it, for us it, it drives that entrepreneurship that customer service because we're also driven about the idea um, which is great
0: which gives you probably a little less fear <laughs> you
1: know, <laughs> yes you're definitely. a bit braver
0: than some people who are probably uh been a bit yeah. bitten in the in the past which is a good thing and you've got good advisors around you you're right in this interesting place of technology and innovation right now it's really disruptive car rental leasing ownership the whole thing you know is really uh, up for grabs right now so tell us a little bit more about you and your approach and how you see the world
1: yeah so i mean for us it's, i've got two views of it so especially when you say about the kind of leasing markets, rental markets and just vehicles itself and how I view it, I think there's definitely some aspect of people want to want the change and it's got to come to them at basically no cost or the cost they're willing to accept. So if someone said, look, go to an electric vehicle, it's going to cost me £30,000. Um, I think I'll stick to my old trusty diesel, which cost me £2,000. So, But then there's also the other side of, of People have to be made to make that choice. And this is where now councils and the UK government and stuff are coming in with, look, we're banning diesel sales and petrol sales coming in in the next few years. So that for me is a great step forward. But for us, my view is we don't need to force everybody because this is when people start to get a bit of an ump about the idea and not wanting change. So we thought this is where our idea came in. Let's make it flexible. Let's make it affordable and an enjoyable switch from internal combustion engines into where we are and I think that's one thing everybody's going to do whatever business you're in you've got to make it simple you've got to make it affordable for those and yeah I think that's where you say about technology and innovation that's where the innovation for us comes from
0: so you're looking at how do you remove the barriers for the early adopters you know the people who are really curious and ready to embrace it and obviously uh, um, are in that making that financial trade-off decision between own lease and sustainability they're thinking about their their goals as well
1: definitely but we also we actually have a lot of our potential customers and people who are interested are actually people who already own an EV Um, people they they actually see the idea and they think not only is it removing the barriers to entry but those who've already made the move it's actually a lot more flexible look I can get a new vehicle every year I can add the other infrastructures like charging and stuff and I'm not having to pay them all separately so it's actually an interesting one for us seeing that as well
0: are you getting some feedback around what it's been like from lockdown as you know, people are not using their vehicles as well and realizing the cost of the assets sitting on their drive.
1: <laughs> well, we literally had a phone call this morning as well, and someone said, I'm stuck in a lease deal for the next four years and obviously my car is sat in the driveway now ninety-nine percent of the time. I'm never using it, I'm doing a few miles a week. And he said, This is where your idea comes in great. He says, I could I could cancel my subscription and rather than paying off Another ten to fifteen thousand, you just pay a couple hundred pounds and he says this is where ownership needs to be, that sense of ownership, but also you can end it where where you need really, and not being stuck yeah. to a contract.
0: You know, we, we've seen it with lots of other things where people are moving to rental models rather than ownership models, you know, particularly people in you know cities and the high density urban environments where obviously that's your target market first, I would think.
1: Definitely. So we're trying to link that. Like you say urban the city life as well as to suburban so still creating that sense of ownership so we're not scaring too many people with these fancy ideas of high-tech subscription but bringing it to what they really already know but you've actually got that technology and innovation behind Mm. the idea
0: so what's next you know what are you up to right now
1: so at the moment we have one key question and for us this is trying to grasp the interests of those out there but it provides a bit of education, so you'll notice as you come to the end, you see how much you're spending monthly on your vehicle, whether the likes sort of your car repayment, your MOT, your, your fuel costs, and then we kind of show you exactly what we're doing um, and kind of compare your pricing. The next one is a pilot test. So we're actually launching five granaries going out at the end of August, which is basically just to test how we're doing in terms of our processes, as well as give people out there basically a tester of what we're, what we're offering. And then finally, we're just about to go into our second funding round. So we're just going for a seed fast and our seed fund of 480000
0: So we've talked about some of the things that are are next in terms of the things that are very much for the customer. So let's talk a little bit about your challenges and opportunities as a business.
1: So I I guess the business mindset as well, definitely innovative. So in the business world as well, everybody's going to have competition out there. Whether you're an innovator, one of the key challenges you're always going to have in any business, is fierce competition. So you've always got people, whether you're innovative and a brand new idea. At the moment, we've got people right alongside us, coming up with the pre-startup stages, and really, it's a race to the finish line at the moment to be the first to market. That is one challenge we've always got, and it's where we try and differ ourselves to offering as much as we can in terms of micro mobility as well, parking, charging, all the other aspects. And I guess one next one is handling the user growth. So it's not one where you can just sell another product. As soon as you get another customer, there's a whole load that goes into it, whether that be the insurance side of it, breakdown, the the vehicle itself. So handling over 100 customers in just over a year that that will prove a challenge to us, and it will definitely require a lot of customer service. And also, we're alongside that, again, is employees. So there's a lot of human resources into it as well.
0: So, Scaling then, so you know, you're currently five. So you know what. What numbers do you expect to be in a year
1: yeah so we're looking at around 11 and 13 within a year which might not seem a massive amount but as a startup the amount of I guess even contracting that goes into that and onboarding process of customers and employees so you, you the HR department they're managing over 100 customers plus all your employees it's a definitely a tough time as being a co-founder um, yeah and of course operations
0: just, is your area of interest isn't it
1: yeah so it, the main thing for us, I mentioned earlier as well, is creating those processes. Yeah. So as we've done it from the start, we've, we've got an onboarding process for our employees. So it should hopefully be a lot easier as we move forward rather than having to go from scratch every time. It's definitely helped us a lot. And I guess some of the opportunities I see, strategic partnerships, like I mentioned before, adding services on. And we've actually already done this. So signed a partnership last week with uh, public and private charging as well as uh, parking spaces uh, um, around the uk so this has already been put in place and then again as many will know the electric vehicle market is booming uh, tesla yeah tesla have gone crazy recently since since lockdown and everybody's kind of since covid as well they've got that mindset of look what we've done for the environment we're sat on driveways and actually really thinking about how they use their vehicles. And And how they
0: can do more. You're working a lot more in collaboration and partnerships. You know, you said you've actually got quite a small core team, but I mean, the number of relationships and partners is how you're scaling your business. So it's a very different approach than to actually growing a a traditional business.
1: We could try and provide those services, but we don't want to overcomplicate what we do. I mentioned earlier, keeping it simple. And I think if we really deliver on what we do, and have those trusted partners to deliver what they do as well can we bring those all together. It's, it's one thing I know Renault, who we work with closely, they mention it as well, as like, um, not actually working too much as competitors, but providing them all together as well.
0: So working out where you can compete and where you can collaborate.
1: Yeah, no, definitely.
0: Well, that's been really interesting from the point of view of a startup, which is something we don't often do at HGKC, is think about somebody at the start of their journey and pivoting very early and being able to respond and flex with the marketplace and also understanding and reflecting on what you can do yourself. So Brent, thank you very much for uh, talking to us today and uh, sharing your insights. And we wish you all the very best in your journey ahead. Small Thank you. If you'd like to know more about electric vehicles and your options, why not visit the company website, www.voltric, that's spelled V-O-L-T-R-I-C. He's got a great blog and he's got lots of articles if you're considering going electric for your transport. And if you'd like to know more about how we could help you Uh, with your business and during these difficult times and you flex and change then please don't hesitate to visit our website www.hgkc.co.uk and get in touch. Thank you for listening and goodbye.